Well, I want to start today by looking at uh, Acts chapter 15. So if you have a Bible, you can turn there. We're going to put it on the screen as we do every single week. I want to read the, verses 1 through 12 or 13, and then I want, to, I want to end on verse 19. So that's where we're going for the next few moments, and then we're going to talk about it and see what God wants to do today. Amen? So starting at verse 1, Acts chapter 15 says, Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch. Here is what they were teaching the believers. Moses commanded you to be circumcised, they said. If you aren't, you can't be saved. But Paul and Barnabas didn't agree with this. They argued strongly with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed to go up to Jerusalem. Some other believers were chosen to go with them. They were supposed to see the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent them on their way as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria. They told how those who weren't Jews had turned to God. This news made all believers very glad. When they arrived in Jerusalem, the church welcomed them. The apostles and elders welcomed them too. Then Paul and Barnabas reported everything God had done through them. Some of the believers were Pharisees. They stood up and said, those who aren't Jews must be circumcised. They must obey the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. After they had talked it over, Peter got up and spoke to them. Brothers, he said, you know that some time ago God chose me to take the good news to those who aren't Jews. He wanted them to hear the good news and believe. God knows the human heart. By giving the Holy Spirit to non-Jews, he showed that he accepted them. He did the same for them as he had done for us. He showed that there is no difference between us and them. He made their hearts pure because of their faith. Now then, why are you trying to test God? You test him when you put a heavy load on the believer's shoulders. Our people of long ago couldn't carry that load, and we can't either. No, we believe we are saved through the grace of our Lord Jesus. Those who aren't Jews are saved in the same way. Everyone became quiet as they listened to Barnabas and Paul. They were telling about the miraculous signs and wonders God had done through them among the Jews. And before we read these last two verses, this is where James steps up and he speaks up. And this is the brother of Jesus. So this is the guy who has grown up with Jesus his entire life, watched everything that Jesus did, sees what's going on. And it says in verse 13, when they finished, James spoke up. Brothers, he said, listen to me. And then he says some things, and then down in verse 19, as we wrap it up, he says, Now here is my opinion. We should not make it hard for the non-Jews who are turning to God. We should not make it, here's my opinion. We should not make it hard for the people who are turning to God. So today, for a few moments, I want to talk to you on this subject. Keep it simple. Come on, say keep it simple. Look at somebody around you and say, keep it simple. Keep it simple. I want to talk to you about keeping it simple. Now, have you ever done something that you were extremely excited about? I know summer's coming up. A lot of people are excited about vacation, excited about a trip, excited about hopefully you're excited to come to church every week. You know, you get up and you just, you cannot wait. I know how you feel. You just cannot wait to get to Impact Church. I know that's, I know that's you know, what you feel like every single Sunday morning when you wake up, but you ever been excited about something, maybe you were having a baby or you're about to get married or something big, significant about to happen in your life and you're just pumped up about it. I'm excited. Something's about to happen. And I was thinking this past week about when Amanda and I were able to go away to these conferences and leadership trainings and things periodically throughout the year. And uh, this is something that I enjoy doing. Maybe you enjoy that, maybe you don't really enjoy that, but I enjoy going and learning from people that are, that are way farther on the journey 
than what I am as a pastor or a leader or, or whatever you want to call it. And I was thinking about this one that we just recently were able to attend uh, just two or three weeks ago. And it was called the ARC Conference. We're an ARC church, if you didn't know that. Association of Related Churches, we're a part of a network of churches. And uh, about 700 and I think it's 64 or something like that churches now uh, that have been planted all over the country just like this one. And we were at the ARC Conference and they're giving great leadership insight and all this stuff. But I was thinking about what some of the thoughts were leading up to that event. So we knew we were going. We've known for a while. It's every year in the spring, and, and we get to get away, and we go. And I was thinking about some of the things that we were thinking or that I was thinking. I'll speak for me. And I was thinking things like leading up to the event, it's like, well, what am I going to wear? <laughs> right? Because it's so important. Like, we're going to a conference. I mean, like 5,000 pastors there. Like, what am I going to wear? That's an important question, right? What am I going to wear? I'm thinking things like, well, do I fix my hair? Do I wear a hat? You know, like, what is... I don't know what, what like what's the proper thing. Do I do I wear a hat? Do I fix my hair? What am I what am I gonna wear? I was thinking about like, well, what shoes do you take? You know, because we're driving 12 hours away, and once you're there, you're there, and what you have is what you have. And so, what do we need to pack? What do we need to take? Like, what are the right shoes? Does that match that shirt? You know, all these. I know you don't have these problems. It's just me, but I'm just you know, I'm just pouring out my heart to you today, uh, just being vulnerable. <laughs> think think of things like, am I gonna try to connect with a bunch of people? Or are we just going to relax and enjoy the teaching and enjoy the training and, you know, just really pour ourselves into that? Like, what are we going to do there? Are we going to try to sit? Like, this is for real, y'all. Are we going to try to sit toward the front each session or toward the back? We have Emory with us. Do we need to find a seat on the aisle or can we sit in the middle? You know, we're walking around for, for you know, 10, 15 minutes trying to find the right seat. You know, all these things are going through my head leading up to this, you know, we got a stroller with us, so where are we going to park the stroller, but when we get in there, you know, we're in a church, it's a big church, but we got to find the right place, and where's the, where's the baby room, and all this stuff, and I was thinking about all of these questions and thoughts that I was having leading up to this thing that I'm so excited to go to, I'm so ready to go to this conference, and so ready to get away, and be poured into, and just, just have some time to, to spend with each other, and, and all this stuff, and I started thinking about all this stuff, and as I'm sure you figured out by now, I was consumed and worried about all these things that really didn't even matter. Like, we're going to a conference, so what am I going to wear? Like, clothes, that would be good. You know, just as long as you have clothes on, we're good. I started thinking about, you know, like, where are we going to, you know, getting worried about things. Like, where are we going to park this? Where are we going to do this? And what time do we need to get there? And, well, we want to make sure we get to the hotel by this certain time. You know, like, all this stuff that leading up to this event that I'm so excited about, I have all these thoughts going through my mind that really have no impact on what was most important, and they really didn't have any impact on the outcome of the event that we were going to be a part of. And have you ever have you ever wanted to do something in your life, but because of the perception of its difficulty, you decided not even to sign up? Have you ever have you ever been in a season, or you went to a church, or you thought this is what I need to do, this is what God's telling me to do, and then when you when you saw what it might be like. You decided to back out before you ever even got there. Well, I don't really know. There's a lot of people there, and I don't like being around a lot of people, and it just kind of worries me. And so the perception that this might not be for me and the perception that this might be more difficult than what I want it to be causes me to not even sign up or to not even go where I was excited about going at one time. Well, I was going to do a 5K, but it just seemed too difficult. Come on, can I get an amen? I was going to apply for that new job, but I didn't know if I could handle it. 
I was going to get married, but I kept hearing how marriage was so difficult from all my friends. I'm around these people all the time talking about, well, marriage is difficult, and we fight, and, and I don't even know, like, I might be sleeping on the couch tonight and all this stuff, and, and people that aren't even married, they look at it, and they're like, do you even enjoy your marriage? <laughs> because all you talk about is all of the problems. And because of the perception that marriage is difficult, because everybody around me is talking about how difficult it is, I don't even know if I want to go there. I don't know if I even want to sign up for that. I don't, you know, I, I may just stay on my own and stay single. I can do what I want to do because it seems too difficult. And where am I going today with all this? What I'm trying to say is that this mentality may be okay in some of the things that we're talking about, but it's not okay in church. This mentality that, that people feel like it's too difficult and so I don't even want to give it a try, or we're so worried about all of the things that don't even really matter and have no impact on what God is trying to do, it's not okay. That mentality might be okay when you're going to a conference and you're trying to figure out what to wear and you're worried about some things before you go. But when it comes to the church and doing what the church is called to do, that mentality is not okay. It's not okay for people to feel like it's too difficult. It's not okay. Now, just to give you a little context for the verses that we read just a few minutes ago, this is what it would be like. All right, So we read about 13, 14 verses, and this is, this is what's going on. It would be like this. There are... There are grown men who come to church. Now, just go with me for a minute because some of you are thinking, no, I don't know, I know where he's going with this. But this is the Bible. You should read your Bible. It's awesome. There's a lot of stuff in there that you would think, I can't believe that's in the Bible, right? This, it would be like grown men are coming to church, and they worship, and they hear the word of God, and there's an invitation given, and they feel like, man, I'm supposed to give my life to Jesus. And they give their life to Jesus, and the service ends, and they're feeling good. And somebody's standing at the back door that says, ha, ha, wait, just one more thing you got to do. we got a line back here for all the men. we got to get you in line right here. And before you, before you can really be saved, before you can really get to Jesus, before you can really do that, you got to follow all the rules from back in the day. And so before you can do that, you know, I know that you felt it, and it felt good, and you were lifting your hands, and you accepted Jesus, but we got to get you in line back here because you got to be circumcised before we can, we can really get you into the family. Now, how many of you are back out right now? <laughs> like, like, well, maybe... <laughs> Somebody's catching you at the back door, you're like, maybe Jesus isn't for me, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll go back to doing what I was going to do. And these people were making it difficult. They were making it difficult. Well, you can't just accept Jesus. you got to do some stuff, too. Come on, we talked a little, about, a little bit about this last week. we got to know a couple verses, you know. Well, I know that you felt Jesus felt good, you got the goosebumps, you accepted Jesus, but you don't really know your Bible yet, so let's work on that. Let's, we, need to, we need to get you in the Bible. We need to fix all of your problems. And we need to, you know, just come walk with me, and I'll just tell you everything that you're doing wrong. And there's a scripture for that, too, where we need to look at the only thing, the thing that's in our own eye before we try to pull something out of somebody else's eye. But we're not going to go there. That's a, that's a different message. Maybe we'll preach a series on that later on. But they're making it difficult for the people who hear the gospel, which is the good news, and then before they can walk out of church, somebody's telling them, well, there's, there's, there's a few other things that you got to do before you can, like, that was step one. Now you got to go step, you know, here, we got to get you in line here, we got to get you to do this, we got to get you to do that, and they're making it difficult. And for many of us, if that was the case, and maybe you've experienced that in your life, 
And there was a time in your life where you didn't want anything to do with church and you didn't want anything to do with God. You didn't want anything to do with Jesus because it seemed like everything was too difficult. If it's going to be that way, then I don't even want to try. I can't do that. I can't be perfect. I can't succeed at everything I do. I can't be, I can't be serving everywhere in the church. I can't, I can't do all this stuff that you're telling me I need to do. And you felt like it was so difficult. And I wonder today how many people in the world have a desire to follow Jesus or have a desire to be a part of a life-giving church. But when they look at the church and they look at the things of God, their perception is that it's far too difficult. And they start to have all these questions and these thoughts about, well, I don't really know if I can do that. How many people do you think there are in our community that have a desire for Jesus, that really want to be in a church family, but every time they look at the church and every time they see the things that are going on and every time they hear somebody talking, come on, people are listening to you more than they're reading anything. Now, I wasn't going to go here, but I'm going to go here in Jesus' name, amen. People, we need to be paying attention to what we're saying when we're at work. Come on, it got quiet in church all of a sudden. We need to be paying attention to what we're saying when we're at work about our life and about God and about the church. Because you might be making it difficult on somebody and you don't even realize you're making it difficult on somebody. And somebody's hearing you every day talk about, man, my life sucks. And I don't know, like, I don't know what's going to happen now. And, well, we're fighting again. And, well, I went to church, but they moved the service time to 9.30, so it was super early. And I'm always 15 minutes late. And, and they're thinking, well, dear God, I don't even want to go to church. <laughs> like, is this what I'm going to get when I go to church? Is this what I'm going to get when I come to Jesus? Is this what I'm going to get, you know? And we're making it difficult on people. Sometimes we don't even realize we're making it difficult on people. Are you with me? Come on, say amen if you're with me. We shouldn't make it difficult. we got to keep it simple. Keep it simple. Too many times we're making it difficult. People are thinking, well, I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough. I don't know enough Bible. Well, what do I wear? What do I not wear? Just put some clothes on and come to church. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what you wear or what you don't wear or having the right, you know, like hat, no hat. Well, who cares? Just come to Jesus. Like, it's not, we're, we're worried about things that aren't even worth worrying about, and we're making it difficult on people and difficult on each other because we're worried about the wrong things. And here's my, here's my fear as a pastor, is that when they feel the pressure to begin thinking about all these things that don't even really matter, it deters them from even trying. When, they, when people start thinking that it's harder than what it actually is, what's it's too difficult, like there's too too many rules, too much to do, too much of this, too much of that. Then it detours them and it takes them and they don't even want to try. Well, if I can't win, I don't want to try. If I can't ever get there, I don't want to try. And have you ever had your desire deflated? You desired something in your life, but it was deflated by something else? You're excited about something in life and then that excitement went away in a hurry when you started thinking about things that really did not even matter, that really were not important. And I think that there are more people than you know and than I know in Paris, Texas, who desire to follow Jesus and want what Jesus has to offer, but their perception is that it's just too difficult. 
Well, I wish somebody would help me preach today. I, th- I think that there are more people that want what Jesus has to offer, but feel like it's too difficult to get to him. Well, I really, I hear what you're saying. I've been to church a few times. I hear that, you know, Jesus wants to save me and that I can have a better life and I can have, you know, the fullest life possible. But it just seems too difficult to do what you're doing. And I think there are many people who aren't even trying because it appears to be too difficult. And why is this? I want you to write this down. The church, come on, this is, this is, oh man, this is so good. I don't know if we have it up there or not. The church is notorious for making a big deal out of small stuff and a small deal out of big stuff. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think y'all heard me. The church, the church is notorious for making a big deal out of small things and a small deal out of big things. We mentioned it last week. Well, I don't feel like I'd come to church because I need to know a couple verses before I come to church. Well, I don't have, well, I got to wait until I can afford to buy a dress before I can come to church because I know it's important what you wear when you go to church. Well, I don't, I don't really, you don't know what I was doing just two days ago, and so I don't feel like I can come to church because I need to, I've, I, eventually I got to figure this thing out, and I got to get my life right, and I got to quit doing that, and I got to get out of this before I can come to Jesus, before I can come to church, and it seems too difficult, and we've made a big deal about things that don't really matter, and we've made a small deal out of things that really do. We're more, we're more focused on, we're more focused on the action and the lifestyle and do you fit in than we are showing people Jesus? I didn't expect a whole lot of amens, but. In reality, here's, here's reality. We have the greatest news to share, and it's simply this, that we were in need of saving, and God sent Jesus to earth to save us. Greatest news that anybody, that, that you could ever share with anybody and here's the, here's the kicker. We have one job. Be a reporter and report the news. <laughs> that everybody, we all need to be saved. We're all like we're all in need of saving and God already took care of it for you. All you have to do is just receive it, just accept it, just yes, that's I I I receive your forgiveness, I receive your love, I receive your grace. And God already took care of it and sent Jesus to do the saving. And our job is just report the news. And here's the problem. Too many times we get the news wrong. <laughs> now I'm not trying to get all political on you. Fake news. We all, <laughs> we all know what I'm talking about. We get, we get the news wrong. And Je- <laughs> I feel like Jesus is like, just report the news. Like the angels showed up when Jesus was born and said, I have good news. Jesus has come to the earth, and here's what we do. Hey, I have good news. Let's go get you some shoes, and let's go fix your hair, and let's make sure that you look okay, and let me show you what a Bible is, and once you get all that stuff, then you can come with me to church, and you can say, no. Just report the news. The good news. (laughs) 
the Bible doesn't need any help. We think we need to help it out. Well, I know what Jesus really meant to say <laughs> when he put that in. You know, I know it's in red. That's what Jesus said. But this is really what he was, you know, really what he was saying was that, no, he said what he said. <laughs> he said what he said, and he did what he did, and we just need to report the news. Report the news. For too long, people have known what the church is against rather than what we're for. That's one of our values. I don't know if you've been online. I don't know if you've, you've been to Next Steps yet or whatever. One of our values is that we will be known for what we're for, not what we're against. Nobody needs to know what the church is against. What are you for? What are you for? What are you for? You're telling me everything I can't do. What can I do? What are you for? And too many times, people, people it's all over everywhere. People know what, what Christians and the church is against. When we need to be focused on what we are for. All of the other, if we point people to Jesus and people experience Jesus, Jesus can take care of all the rest. We just need to report the news to people. Just report the news. So from the very beginning of Impact Church, we felt like we should keep the vision of the church simple. And as you're about to discover, there's a reason why we do certain things and there's a reason why we don't do certain things. And we talk about this in, in step one, which is tonight, I'm going to dive into it a little bit here in the message because I want you to get the heart of this. But tonight, we, we go into it even more in step one and talking about the vision and why we do what we do and why we don't do some things and, and how things are, are structured. So I invite you tonight, if, if, if you're available, 6 o'clock, I'm telling you, you'll be blessed. You'll, get, you'll know exactly what you need to know so that you can get on board and start making an impact for Jesus. I believe it with all my heart. So... And here's another thing, too. I want to say this. It's important that you get this today, and here's the reason why. Not because I just want to give you information, but if you don't get this in your heart today, there's a good chance that there are going to be moments at Impact Church where you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be frustrated like, I thought we were supposed to be doing this. I thought we were going to do that. I thought we were going to do this. I thought we were going to, because here's the reality. We're not going to do everything, but we're going to do a few things really well. We're going to do everything. But we're going to do what God told us to do from the very beginning and the vision that he gave us. And we're going to do those things to the best of our ability with excellence. So we're not going to do everything. We're going to do a few things really well. And I believe that everything we're about to discuss for the next few moments can be wrapped up in this one verse. And it's John 10.10. And we mentioned it just a few minutes ago. But it says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they can have life. And not just life. I want them to have it in the fullest possible way so how can you have life in the fullest possible way how can people who need jesus have life in the fullest possible way and i we've broken it down into four things that i want you to write down and this is the heart and the vision of our church so how can we experience life in the fullest possible way here's the first thing write this down know god no God, if you've been through next steps, you've heard these four things, but we're going to talk a little bit differently about them today. Know God. At Impact Church, we believe that God desires for every person in our city to know him. Come on, do you believe that? God doesn't desire for us to be a cool little club where we get together and we hang out and we enjoy each other's company and we high-five each other and we drink coffee. 
God God desires for every person in this city to know him. And I don't mean know like, well, yeah, I know about God. I know about God. No, I mean like know him. Like know him. Like know him. (laughs) I don't know any other way to say it. Not know about him, but to know him in their heart. That's his desire for Paris, Texas, and I believe that's why we are here in this community. And this is why we structure our Sunday worship experiences, what you're sitting in right now. It's the, there's a reason why it's structured, and it looks the way that it does. It's to accomplish this goal. This is why we have iKids, this place where, where your kids can be checked in, and, and they can experience God and, and, and be taught the Word of God in creative ways on their level, and not just babysat. I don't believe in that. I don't think, it's not drop your kids off so I can go to church. No. No, it's, it's let's do everything we can to pour into them because they're just as important as what's going on over here. Can I get an amen, somebody? That's why, that's why you hear us stand up here on this stage talking about, hey, if you want to serve in iKids, that's the best place that you can serve because you're pouring into the lives of kids. Come on, we have three kids, about to be four over there, whenever she gets a little bit older, that we want to know God, to know God, not know about God. Not know a couple Bible stories, but know, hey, what am I supposed to learn from that story? How does that apply to my life? How can I handle that at school? How can I put this into practice as a 5-year-old, as a 9-year-old, as a 12-year-old? Like, what am I supposed to do with this stuff? That's why it's structured the way that it is. That's why we're starting a student ministry. After 20 months, we feel like we're in the place where we can start to get that off of the ground and, and be able to pour into teenagers. That's why we have a just come spirit as a church. Just come. Just come. We want you to know God. God wants you to know him. And he's put that on our church. Like, like help people know me. Do things so that people can know who I am. Do things so that, that people that come in that don't know me have an opportunity to get to know me. Have you ever invited someone to church and their reaction was that they didn't belong here? You ever been just talking to somebody about church? Well, I don't, well, the the roof would cave in if I walked into church. (laughs) And I, people's initial reaction to our church shouldn't be that they don't belong here. And if it is, maybe we're sending the wrong message. If, if, if when you invite somebody to church and they say, well, I don't belong in church. And then you tell them, well, you belong here. Well, I don't, I don't know if I really, you know, this is what i got going on in my life and this and that. Then maybe we're not being clear enough. <laughs> maybe we're not sending a clear enough message to people that, no, I don't care what you did, and I don't care who you are, and I don't care where you came from. You need to be at church with me because you, you can come here, and I'm telling you, you go here, and there is something that can change your life forever. There is somebody that you can meet that can change your life forever. You belong here. If people's initial response to an invitation is that they have made mistakes, you ever been told that? Well, I just made too many mistakes. I need to, you know, figure some things out before I come to church. You know, I know that that I'm not living right or, or whatever, however they want to word it, however people want to word it. If people's initial response to an invitation is that they've made mistakes, then maybe we've become too inclusive as a church and not being honest about our own mistakes. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm going to preach for a minute. I'm going to preach for a minute. 
if people don't feel like they can come to church because they've made mistakes, then help us, God. <laughs> because everybody in this room, myself included, has made mistakes. And maybe, maybe we're too concerned with trying to pretend like we haven't made any mistakes or like we've got it all together. And that's why people don't feel like they belong. If their, if their initial reaction is that I don't belong because I made mistakes, well, I just got to get my life together, well, let me tell you about what I did. And look at what God did in my life. Come on, that's your best witnessing tool that you can use right there. <laughs> that's the best thing you can tell anybody right there. It's not, well, you need Jesus. Well, okay. All right. But here's what Jesus did for me. This is where I came from. <laughs> This is what I was dealing with. This is what I was struggling with. This is what I was going through. And look at what Jesus did for me. And I'm telling you, if he can do it for me, then he can do it for you. You just need to show up. You just need to just come. Just come. We want people to know God. And I love that we have I love that we have technology, but maybe here's here's what I here's how I want to say it. We, we want to encourage every person that's part of Impact Church, and, and once you start coming here and you get involved or whatever, whatever your level of involvement is right now, we want you to commit to Sunday. That's what knowing God is. Sunday is, statistics tell us that the majority of people, like way up there majority of people, will come to know Jesus on a Sunday morning in a church somewhere because they've experienced the presence of God, because somebody invited them to come to church. We want you to commit to Sunday because we believe Sunday's a big deal around here. We believe that there's, there's importance in coming together and worshiping together and encouraging each other, being together and hearing the word of God together so that we can start our week with the word of God. We believe that Sundays are a big deal. It's an opportunity for us to come together and celebrate Jesus. It's a big deal to us. And I love that we have this live streaming and technology. And shout out to those of you that are watching online right now. We are so thankful for you, and, and I know that that is, a, that is an incredible tool when you're out of town or you can't be here or you're sick or things like that. But what I fear is that we allow online to take the place of being in the room. And there's something about being in the room. <laughs> there's, something about be, there's something about where two or more people gather together and Jesus is there in the midst <laughs> There's something powerful that happens when you're in the room. And I love technology. And we're going to continue to use technology. And we're ramping up our technology and trying to reach more people for Jesus. That's the reason why we do everything we do. Come on, if you don't hear anything else, the only reason why we do any of this is so we can reach more people for Jesus. We just want to reach more people for Jesus. There are more people that need to know that he loves them. More people that need to know him personally. i got to hurry because I'm just on point one. Whew. Y'all got me excited on point one. But Sunday isn't just for you. It's also about your friends. And I believe we should be intentional to invite people, myself included. We need to invite people that are in our circle, invite people that are around us. Because I believe if they get here, they can experience Jesus in a real way because we take Sundays seriously. Come on, we take – people showed up at 6.30 this morning to set up for church. If that ain't taking Sunday seriously, like – there are, there are people every single week that show up at 6.30 and stay after the second service at 12.30 to tear down so that people can come encounter God. 
that people can that that new people can come in and and know who God is right now your kids like I said they're being taught Jesus in creative ways and the worship team has been preparing and people are praying before Sunday because we're committed to Sunday we're committed to this we're committed to people knowing who God is in their life here's the second thing so number one know God number two find freedom find freedom how do you have the fullest the the, the fullest life possible you know God personally and find freedom. At Impact Church, we believe that every person, once they've received Jesus, still has a past. And that there are some things we need to find freedom from. Come on, can I get an amen? How many of you know that just because how many of you know just because you're going to heaven doesn't mean you have healthy relationships? Just because you're going to heaven doesn't mean you have good accountability in your life. Just because you now know God doesn't mean that there are some other things that you're going to have to work through. It doesn't mean, this is, this is what we do in iGroups, where we're able to learn and grow together and, and have conversation and, and realize, man, you're going through that, me too. Like, how have you handled it? Okay, maybe we need to try, let's get together, let's do lunch, and relationship happens so that we can find some freedom in some areas in our lives. Come on, we got iGroups going on right now, and if you're not in a group, I encourage you to get in a group this week. We got Tuesday night group for students. Thursday night, we got men's and women's right now this semester. The last Tuesday of every month, we got people getting together for Bible journaling and, and, and studying the Word of God and in community together. Come on, if you're not in a group, I encourage you to get in a group. Get in a group. This is where you're going to find freedom from some areas in your life, some things in your past, some things that you think that you're the only one dealing with, and you find out I'm not the only one who's been through what I've been through. I groups are structured intentionally to place us around other people heading in the same direction that we're going so we don't have to do life alone. And here's the thing. Some, some of you might be thinking, well, I, you know, I've been at church for a while, and like, why don't we have a prison, a prison ministry? Well, start a group. Start a group. That's what it's for. Start a group. You know, you, well, why don't we why don't we help people need like need help with their homes and need help with these different areas and you know cut down some limbs or whatever like start a group, start a group. If you're passionate about that, man, we need to help people. We need to mow yards and we need to help people do things. Then just just figure out who else is passionate about that and get five or six or ten or fifteen people together and say, you know what, this is gonna be our group, and we're gonna be in community together and we're gonna hang out together and we'll spend time together and we're gonna make an impact in our community. Start a group. Well. Why don't we, why don't, why doesn't church focus on men's and women's ministry? We do. It's in groups. It's in groups. So there are a lot of things you're missing out on if you're not in a group. That's where the community is. That's where the, that's where, where all of those things are. Well, why don't we get people together more often? We do. It's in groups every week. We take breaks here and there, but that's where we get our community together. That's where we have fellowship together. That's where we do life together. Are you with me? And here's here's another thing that iGroups do is as we continue to grow as a church, iGroups continue to make what what could be a big church feel small. So it's like, why well, don't well we went to two services. So I don't know everybody now. If you get in a group, you'll know some people. That that's where it's at. That's where it's at. Sundays are structured for something. Groups are structured. Come on, it's a system. We're trying to we're trying to get people to know God. We're going to use weekend to do that. We're trying to get people we're trying to get people to find freedom. We're going to use groups to do that. Come on, you got to be in community with other people 
in your life that are heading in the same direction that you're heading. And I believe that as a church, I believe this with all my heart, the church should continue to get bigger. And here's why. Not so we can have a big church. It's, it has nothing to do with having a big church. It has everything to do with reaching people for Jesus. And if there are more people sitting in the seats, then there are more people that are hearing the message of Jesus, and we're able to report the news that God sent Jesus to save them so that they can enter into a relationship with Jesus and then begin to make an impact in other people's lives. Come on. Are you getting this this morning? <laughs> know God. Find freedom. Come on. You come into Next Steps tonight. We talk about it even more in Next Steps. It's going to be so good. <laughs> But at the same time that we're getting bigger as a church and reaching more people, we get smaller throughout the week in groups. So know God, find freedom. Here's number three, discover purpose. At Impact Church, we believe that God has placed specific things inside of each person so they can fulfill their purpose on the earth. This is why we do next steps. This is the overall goal of next steps. So that you can discover the things that God has already put in you. I don't have any gifts and talents. Yeah, you do. You just hadn't discovered them yet. Well, I don't really know where I fit. Well, we can, you just hadn't discovered it yet. Well, I don't really like. I don't really know there's a place in the church where I can serve, really get involved, do anything like that. And yeah, yeah, there is. You just haven't discovered it yet. And we want to help you as a church discover your purpose. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has something that God's called you to do to reach people for Jesus. Everybody has something. And we want to help you through next steps be able to accomplish that. We believe that you are full of God potential, and you just need to discover it. You just need to discover it, because Next Steps is the front door of the church. <laughs> it's the front door. It is, it, is where we're, it is where we're trying to take you so that you can, you can really fulfill fulfilled in your life. Come on, you are the most fulfilled, and you are serving God by serving people. When you're making a difference in somebody else's life, that's when you get the most Just try it. I dare you this week to do something for somebody else. And see if you don't feel so good on the inside. Man, I cannot believe that I was able to do that for them. Because that's where it's at. And you got to discover that thing that's in you so that God can use it through you. To do that in, in, in our city, in our community, in our church. Imagine for a moment if I asked you to build a house but I never gave you the tools to build the house. And you come to church and you're like, man, we have a great vision. We're going to reach people for Jesus. But you don't have the tools to do it. I haven't discovered, like, what is, my, what is my part to play in that? What am I supposed to do to accomplish that? How can I be a part of making an impact in our community and serving God by serving people? You've got to discover those things because it doesn't matter how much you desire to have, how much of a desire you have to build a house. If you don't have the tools to build the house, you can never build it. Come on, we need to keep it simple. Just like we read earlier, it's like, do I need to get circumcised? No, you need to get next steps, right? You get... <laughs> You give your life to Jesus, no God, I'm in a group, you know, everything's going great. What's the next step? You need to get next steps, right? That's, that's, that's it. It's that simple. <laughs> God wants to show you what he's gifted you to do. We want to help you figure that out. And here's the fourth thing. Fourth thing, make an impact. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make an impact. We believe that God has called us to serve him by serving others. This is what we call our serve team. It's what it's all about. It's a place where you can take your personality and your gifts and your talents and your passions and things that you're excited about that God has given you to make an impact in other people's lives. And Jesus modeled this. Come on, y'all. Jesus said, this is Jesus. Jesus came and he said, you know what? I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. 
I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. And here's here's something that I heard another pastor say one time, and I hope it doesn't offend you. I hope you write it down, and I hope you take it to heart. And I hope you don't walk out here and be like, well, I can't believe he put that on the screen. No, we're going to put it up there, and hopefully it doesn't offend you. But here's what I believe. If you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. Mm. <laughs> if you're... If you're if you're too big to serve, because this is, we're talking about Jesus. Jesus didn't show up and say like, "Follow me," you know. We're gonna I'm gonna just you need to do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Do this. No, Jesus said, "I came to serve. Let me show you. Let me show you how to do it. Let me show you how to reach people. Let me show you how to serve God by serving people. Let me show you how to figure out those things that I've already put inside of you, so that you can now serve other people around you. We're called to serve." We're called to serve. God wants to change people's lives, but he wants to do it through you. And how do we serve? We can serve by giving our time. Man, like I said earlier, people show up three hours before the first service starts to set up for church. They're giving their time and their muscles <laughs> to set up for church so that people can, can know God, so that people can experience the presence of God. Come on, we serve with our talent, things that we're gifted to do, things that we're that that God has put on the inside of us that that we're supposed to use to serve other people. We serve by with our treasure. We serve through giving. We serve through doing that. Come on, I just got to brag on you as a church for a minute because you are a very generous church. Come on, you're a part of. If you didn't know this, you're a part of a very generous church who wants to reach people and is willing to give above and beyond to do it. Just like this, we have some exciting news hopefully coming up here in the next few weeks that we'll be able to tell you about. But I just got to brag on you for a moment because many of you know we've been looking for a building, looking for that permanent facility and things like that. And and we talked about this back on Give Big Weekend. And I don't know if you know this because we have some new people that have come since Give Big Weekend that are now a part of our church. But on Give Big Weekend, come on, I'm about to blow your mind. On Give Big Weekend, one Sunday with a vision to do more for God and to reach more people, you gave $51,000 on one week. On one weekend. One weekend. And since then, we've added to that, and now we have about $70,000 sitting aside to be able to start the projects on a building that hopefully we're about to get. And I'm excited, and I hope you're excited, but I just got to brag on you for a minute about how generous you people are. <laughs> All right? Because maybe you didn't know, and I encourage you, if you're not a part of it, and you're like, man, I wish I'd have given, hey, it's never too late to start. Because I'm telling you, this is good ground to, 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 to sow into. I'm telling you. God is going to use this church. And how many of you know that 200 people together can do more than one person can do by themselves? If we all get together with the same vision to accomplish something for Jesus, he can do more through all 200 people working together than he can just one person trying to do everything by themselves. Come on, I'm telling you, it's how we serve. This is why we talk so much about getting on a team and, and using your gifts and talents because we can do more together. I want to bring the worship team back up. Come on, will you stand to your feet today? I've had the, the opportunity over the past year and a half to be able to meet with all different people who were interested in, in uh, Impact Church and, man, what is your church all about? And I'm hearing good things about it. And, and people will come up to me and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll be talking about, Man, I just want to know more. Like, what are you guys doing? And one of the questions I get asked a lot is, is well, how do you, like, I was meeting with, with a guy one time, and he said, well, how do you handle membership? Like, 
how do you become a member of your church? And I'm <laughs> And I was like, and I hope this doesn't offend you either because we kind of break the mold on a lot of things at Impact Church. But I believe we're reaching people for Jesus. And there's a reason why we're doing what we're doing. And if you want to know more, you need to show up tonight. But, <laughs> but I was kind of like, he was like, well, how do, you handle, like, how do you become a member of your church? It's like, well, we don't really, like, we don't really use that word. Like, membership. Like, what is membership? Well, if I become a member of something, I have rights. You know, like, you owe me this. And I get to use the pool. And I get to, you know, do all that. Like, we don't really use the word membership a whole lot. The closest thing that we have to membership are these four things. The closest thing that we have, it's like, here's how you know if you're a member. You're either involved or you're not. Like, you're either, you're either, you're either in a relationship with Jesus and I'm in a group and I've gone through next steps and I'm serving on a team and I'm impacting the world and I'm serving God by serving people. Like, that's the closest thing we have to membership because I don't think, I don't think there's, it goes back to, trying to be careful how I say this. It goes back to the church making a big deal out of the small things and a small deal out of the big things. And we got into focused on, well, are, like, what church are you a member of? What church are you a member of? What church are you a member of? What church? It's like, but are you serving? Like, are you committed to Sunday? Like, well, I'm a member of this church. Well, are you committed to Sunday? Are you going? Are you in a group? Did you go through next steps and get the heart and the vision so that you can discover what God wants you to do so that you can make an impact through all the things that he's already put inside of you? Like, that's where, I believe that's where it's at. That's where we're going to reach people. That's where we're going to make a difference in our world is when we're involved. That's where it's at. And so I, I hear that question a lot, and I'm like, you know, I know we live in the Bible Belt, and, you know, there's about membership, and, you know, what church you member of or whatever. Well, are you serving? Are you in a group? Are you committed to Sunday? Because I think that's where it's at. Come on, will you close your eyes and bow your heads this morning? God, I thank you right now for the word that you have spoken to us today. God, just reminding us why we're here and what we do and why we do it. And, and God, that there are more people to reach. There are more people that need to know you. There are more people that want to know you. And God, we just want to make it simple. We just want to keep it simple and just report the news. Just report the fact that Jesus loves everybody, that he died for you. He gave his life for you. God, I believe right now in this moment, come on, I want to invite the prayer team to come down. I, I believe in this moment, God, that you are working on hearts and that you are changing lives even right now. God, that there's somebody in here maybe that needs to know you personally. And I want us to do this. We're going to pray this prayer. And I want us just as a collective body, just in support of those who are praying this prayer and receiving Jesus for the first time, saying, I want a personal relationship with Jesus. Come on, can we all pray this out loud? Just say, Jesus, I need you. I receive your forgiveness today. I receive your grace. Change my life. Make me new. Help me to live for you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we put our hands together for those who made that decision for the first time today? I encourage you, if you made that decision or you've been going here for almost two years and you're not in a group, man, get in a group. Get in community with people.
you can go to yourimpactchurch.com slash igroups to get all the information you need on there. Videos, locations, times, topics, all of that stuff is on there where you can try to find the group that, that fits best for you. If you haven't been through next steps, man, go through next steps. And if you're not serving, oh man, I believe if you're not serving, you're missing something. If you're not serving, you're missing something that God wants to do in you and that God wants to do through you. And I want to invite you as we sing this last song today and we worship God one final time before we leave. I want to invite you, if you need prayer for anything in your life or maybe you just made the decision for Jesus and you received it for the first time, we invite you to tell somebody. Man, just come down and tell somebody, man, I, I accepted Jesus for the first time today. And, and, and so we can pray with you and encourage you. Or if you have some need or something that you want us to pray with you about, it would be our honor to pray with you. Okay? God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would draw every person today who needs prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.